Hello, citizens, and welcome to the Brothers Marvel. Hello, and welcome in to another edition of the Brothers Marvel podcast. I am your shield-wielding co-host, Vinny, joined, as always, by your web-slinging co-host, Charlie, otherwise known as Chuck D. Chuckles. Man, it's just like riding a bike. It's just like riding a bike <laughs> if it was really hard to remember how to ride a bike. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. We um, promised but, you know. We promised episode 100 sometime last summer, and <laughs> last summer came and went. Last summer came and went. You know, things happen. You get busy. You get back to it. That's all that you can do. Good things happen, though. Good things do happen. Right. It's not... Everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. All <laughs> pop... The delay was entirely positive. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It, it was it was a it was a positive delay. There was no uh, life altering negative bad 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 news happening. There was good news, only good. Right. But we are back. But and we're back, a- and we're here to talk about Fantastic Four's worst villains. Yes, we are. <laughs> because if you loved the first, second, and third appearance of the Puppet Master, boy, will you love the fourth appearance of the Puppet Master. And if you Which is loved, basically the same. And if you loved the first appearance of the Mad Thinker, boy, you'll love the second appearance of the Mad Thinker. And if you hated both of them, well, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of did love the first appearance of the Mad Thinker just for that monkey alone. No, no, no. It was terrible. I went and listened to it. Oh, we should drop the... We should name what episode that was. Hold on. I'm going to have to find it. Uh, well, the Mad Thinker is great because that of that monkey. He trained to burn down that shed that was full of evidence. Remember, though, he did not train the monkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just knew that it would do that. Exactly. He knew that a monkey would burn down a shack that contained incriminating evidence. <laughs> Yeah, this was not a special, like, evil monkey. This was just a regular monkey with a torch. Where was that shed? I don't even remember. Why did a monkey have access to a shed in New York City? Dude, I don't know or care, and I now I can't find the episode number. This is a this is an unmitigated disaster, Chuckles. <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be okay. We can put it in the uh, in the description, like you do. Mercy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. It's forty something. I went. I literally listened to it last night. Oh, okay. Was it? <laughs> Hold good? on. It's probably still up on my phone. Talk about something. <laughs> I can only talk about monkeys burning down homes for so long. That's true. <laughs> it's episode forty-five. Forty-five. We episode did it. Episode forty-five. The first appearance of the Mad Thinker and his not so awesome android. Yeah. Go listen to it. Um. The awesome android is will be appearing again in this one. I don't know if we mentioned that. I um, mean, who could who could forget the amazing appearance of the awesome android at this time around? This um, big gray pillow head. This is just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> this is all real bad in a lot of ways. Also, Fantastic Four is just becoming guest appearance city, like. They're running out of stories. (laughs) Tell some stories involving our main characters here. We had the two-part Avengers one, which was actually okay. You know, the Hulk, he's he's quite the menace. Uh, Then the last time, we rehashed the whole Namor Sue business with a very weak guest appearance from Doctor Strange. Oh, God, that one was bad. We need to do some real stuff here, guys. Yeah, get it going. Get it going. Ramp it up. Give me some some weird other dimension things to fight. (laughs) Bring Dr. Doom back. He's always a hoot. Yeah, Dr. Doom can run around and set some traps. 
Exactly. Swear vengeance. That's all well, we need. Well, what we haven't mentioned yet is that today the Fantastic Four will be spending the vast majority of this issue fighting the X-Men. <laughs> yes, and um, even though Professor X has his mind taken over, one could argue that the most evil thing he does is right after he gains control of his brain again. <laughs> it's usually the case. <laughs> Professor X has zero chill at all when it comes to vengeance. No, that's true. Uh, and you can tell kind of the... Um, I don't want to say effort because you know I, I love I love me some Stan and Jack, but mm-hmm. come on, the name of the story is we have to fight the X Men. <laughs> it sounds kind of begrudging. We are obligated to fight the X Men, so we might as well get started here. Chuckles, uh, Alicia Masters has created a statue of the thing, and perhaps the best part of this issue is how much the thing loves his own statue. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he loves it to the point where. When it eventually gets uh, destroyed later on, he is on the verge of tears. He's very upset. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah. It was almost because during that fight, Alicia, person who made the statue and his girlfriend, is kind of nowhere to be found until later, and he has zero concern for that. But the statue being <laughs> thrown around is—he's freaking out. He's losing his mind. He's vain. The thing is vain. <laughs> yeah, the thing is vain. Also, you figure out that he has a couple of college degrees in this uh, issue. Well, yeah. He went to college. Remember, he was a, big, he was a football star. Yeah, but you have, he has a couple of college degrees. That means he has at least a master's degree. Or he has, a, uh, he has a two-year associate's degree and then transferred to, uh, to a major university to get his bachelor's. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's possible. Maybe he has a master's degree in clobbering. Well, we know he has that. Honorary, <laughs> at the least. An honorary doctorate in clobbering. Yes, honorary doctorate in clobbering. Um, of course, we are set up for adventure right away, because what are Reed and Sue doing but reading a newspaper? <laughs> yeah. yeah, reading a newspaper. Uh, Johnny also reading that same newspaper from over their shoulders. There's just the three of them holding a paper. They're all reading it at the same time while the thing looks at a statue of himself. And then we are introduced to everyone's favorite pair of villains, the Puppet Master and the Mad Thinker. Now, the Mad Thinker does absolutely nothing at all in this issue. He does nothing. He does, he does a lot quite of quite literally nothing. He is supposedly in charge. It is his master plan, right? Yeah. He does quite literally nothing. Not only that, his supposed skill mm-hmm. that he's so smart and thinks so well that he... <laughs> knows exactly everything's going to happen. He knows how things are going to play out. That does not at all come into play in this story. Uh, No, except for at the very, very beginning where he's like, I knew you would be here just to the second. And then the puppet master walks in and he's like, I got your message. That's why. I'm exactly. Here. <laughs> he's... He didn't, like, show up to where he knew the puppet master right. was going to be. He's at he the man thinker's place. He came yeah, I'm at there. your house. You called me. Oh, my God. Not only that, the Puppet Master, correct me if I'm wrong, the Puppet Master does not have any powers. He has uh, no, special yeah, clay. clay. And he's, he's a very good sculptor. Clay. Right, so he's a sculptor. Fine, good. Right. The Puppet Master is terrible at being a villain. And we know this because of his numerous failings at doing so. But it's always the same failing. Mm-hmm. Because... He loses the puppet. <laughs> well, no, he... 
is always out to get the Fantastic Four. Never yeah. once has he made puppets of the Fantastic Four to control them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and also he has this like amazing, amazing ability. Well, no, he doesn't. He has magic clay. <laughs> well, but the I'm assuming that he's the only one that can properly use the magic clay because of how good of a sculptor he is. Okay, fine. Um, the thing that I was going to say, like, this ability to control anyone in the world, and as we find out later, you don't even really... You just have to have a description of their physical appearance. <laughs> you don't even need to see a photograph of them. Is it makes you basically all powerful and he's such an idiot that he can't even <laughs> get do have one successful mission. So here we go. The mad thinker has invited the puppet master to come and be evil with him. Uh and the puppet master doesn't really want to but he's intimidated by the awesome android who if you remember is a big gray hulking thing with big lips for a head. <laughs> <laughs> and really, they got rid of the lips this time around, and it's just a big square block. Yeah, he's, a big, he's got a big pillow head. <laughs> uh, the Mad Thinker, though, is like, I'm so evil, and I'm so confident in being evil that you are going to be evil for me. Now, what is the object of the... What is the object? What is the object of the Mad Thinker's plan? To destroy the Fantastic Four, correct? Yes. Puppet Master's similar motivations. Yeah, he hates, he hates those four fellas. Okay, and that's really about it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's all that he wants to do. These villains are very vengeful. They don't. They have no concern for money or whatever. They are just out to get the fan four. So the fan four. I'm gonna go with it, and now I'm committed. <laughs> if you wouldn't have said anything, I probably would have never said it ever again. Yeah, I don't like the fan four. <laughs> it sounds like what something. A- it sounds like something that like Taco Bell would sell. <laughs> Try our new fan four pack. See? That's 17 exactly tacos like for $4. No, it's not the dollars. It's the items. Oh, four tacos. You get a chalupa. You get a Baja Blast. You get a, what's whatever they call those little cinnamon Cheetos. <laughs> I think get, that's it. I think it's cinnamon Cheetos. And you get, uh, what else do they have? A cheesy uh, Gordita Crunch. A Gordita, there you go. <laughs> gordita. Little all fat. for little four, fatty. all for three dollars no four dollars no three you're not in you're not thinking this through from a marketing perspective <laughs> yeah that's what it is it's 399 the fan the fant four pack so there you go when the movie comes out oh, this yeah. will exist well, yeah. no, okay, so, it, and then it'll have to flow, so it'll have to be something spicy for the Human Torch. Oh, yeah. The Baja yeah. Blast can be the Invisible Woman, because she's vaguely blue. Okay. <laughs> um, something, cheesy Gordita is stretchy. The cheese stretches, like, this okay. fantastic. Yeah. And then the, the fourth thing will just be a rock. Yeah, just a, a rock. <laughs> or, or a crunchy taco. Or they'll make those cinnamon Cheeto deals, they'll just make them orange. They're, they'll just that's be Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> they'll just be Cheetos. <laughs> Our new special cinnamon orange cheese flavored Cheetos. Without the cinnamon. With no cinnamon, please. We've done it. <laughs> okay, great job. It took a while, but we did it. Now, this is fantastic. So, moving on. <laughs> it's just John Krasinski eating some Cheetos. Wow. You're convinced it's going to be him, huh? I'm not convinced. It's just the only name that I've heard at all. Is he going to get to do the Boston accent from the Super Bowl commercial? Oh, I there you so. go. Now you know how long it's been between episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, now you know. Now hey, that would know. be interesting. I know that you were just about to move on back to the story, but I was. Um, <laughs> what if in the movies, Fantastic Four, not from New York, but from Boston, and they all have thick Boston accents? Well, but Emily Blunt is British. Yeah, well, Emily Blunt it plays American in most of the movies she's in. So, but would she have to figure out how to do a Boston accent? Do you think she can do a Boston accent? I bet a Boston accent is easier than like just a Midwestern accent because it's more, you know, pronounced. Anyway, the Mad Thinker has <laughs> instructed the Puppet Master to take the clay and make Professor X, make a puppet of Professor X and control him. And this is done very quickly and easily. Instead <laughs> of the Fantastic the fact, Four, like you were saying. Right. You want to get the Fantastic Four? Make four puppets or one puppet of one of the Fantastic Four. Give them a gun and shoot all of them and they'll all be dead. <laughs> I know that doesn't make for an interesting story. It's very grim. <laughs> I don't want to see it, just to clarify. But that's the easiest way to do this. Yeah, but then you'd have to have the scene of like the thing going to a Walmart and buying a gun. <laughs> I mean, we get more boring things, let's be honest. Yeah, they're usually reading the mail. Right. Um, but yes, you're correct. You pointed this out earlier that uh, the puppet master has never seen Professor X. Apparently, neither has the Mad Thinker. Yeah, but well, he's a kind grim of, stranger. They kind of tell him what he's like, and then they do it. That being said, he is later described as the, one of the most famous mutants on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to run in mutant circles, I think, in okay. order to really know. It's like an underground ska band. <laughs> is it not? Yeah, no, <laughs> like your, your average... Uh, you know, music fan is not going to know the most popular underground ska band. They're underground. The only example of the Mad Thinker doing any mad thinking in this is when he knows the exact um weight of clay that he needs to add to the puppet in order to successfully mind control Professor X. Yes. Also, the puppet master left out a key detail of Professor X, which is he's He's standing up in this. <laughs> his is. puppet is standing up, unencumbered by his wheelchair, and th- I feel like that's a big part of, if you're making a voodoo doll, <laughs> which is essentially what's happening here. Correct. I think that you would have to include that. It's true. Well, anyway, the Professor X is now under control of the Puppet Master, who is under the influence of the Mad Thinker. This is... There are many levels to this. <laughs> really, like, just a real like corporate hierarchy going on. It is. Uh, and Professor X instructs the X-Men to go get the Fantastic Four. Trap them and destroy them, is what he says. And the X-Men are like, it doesn't sound like a good idea, but fine. Okay, we do whatever you say anyway, even if it sounds evil, which oftentimes it does. Yes. Um, so the X-Men take to their awesome jet copter... <laughs> Yep, which yeah. has appeared in a previous issue of the X-Men, which is terrific. Which, by the way, I love how they take their awesome jet copter, land on the roof of the Baxter building, and uh, super technical genius Reed Richards, who has cameras all over his building, <laughs> has to stretch his neck out out of a window to look to see what's going on up on the roof. He has an alarm to say that there is something up on the roof, but he has to stretch his neck out of the window and look up on it with his own eyes in order to see who it is. It makes for a good visual. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would probably make more sense if they were, say, watching a parade of some kind. Which they often do. Yeah, they love parades in the 60s. Probably the Mysterio parade. 
<laughs> Mysterio deserves this parade. He did, uh, but only briefly. Um, so the Fantastic Four welcome the X-Men with open arms. They're like, we read about you in the paper. We know you're good. <laughs> and Johnny Storm has met Iceman previously. Oh, that's true. Johnny Storm has tangled with the Iceman. Yes. As we mentioned in a previous episode, the shortest fight in superhero <laughs> fighting history. Yeah. Yeah, just melted. You're melted now. You're melted now. Uh, and Reed Richards is like, great to meet you, but we're busy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice to meet you. Bye. Nice to meet you, but we're making some plain noses for the Air Force or something like <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And so Cyclops is like, All right, screw this. And they just start fighting yep. for a good. What is it? Ten pages? <laughs> Way too long. Yep. And I mean, is there really even much to say about it? Like, they fight. They're fighting around. It's, it's lame. Um, I like. I think the it's... one positive thing to come out of this big fight scene is the interactions between the Beast and Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> they're both smart. Because they're both, like, they're fighting, but they're kind of, it's very similar to the, um, like, the sword fight from Princess Bride. Continue, okay. please. <laughs> Where they're just like... You just stopped. Well, I was waiting for your acknowledgement of you knowing that it existed. Oh, well, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure you it's good. You haven't seen The Princess Bride? Yes, you no. have. I mean, I know stuff from it. Okay, well, there's a sword fight, and they are... <laughs> Anybody want to be yeah, exactly. <laughs> not that, that part. It's not that part, but maybe that would be more like the thing. This whole thing is... <laughs> the Princess Bride is lifted from this issue. <laughs> but like yeah they're fighting with swords and they're both very skilled swordsmen and they're both very intelligent and they're just talking and jabbering back and forth like it's a a chat instead of they're trying to kill each other gotcha uh well remember, i mean i feel like the x-men's heart is not in this <laughs> no it's not because they're being evil and very often like they're they're kids and so they're just treating it like a school assignment it's like because they weren't told why it was happening no one's in danger or anything Gene Gray drops uh, the Thing statue, which is he's very upset about. Yes, he's crying. He then very, very awfully says he's going to spank her, which is very gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, you guess? Does he? No, it does is. Does he say I'm going to spank you? He says, if you weren't a female, I'd demolish you. But the only thing I can do to a nut like you is give you the spanking of your life. Oh, no. That's <laughs> I awful. didn't catch that Just phrasing. awful. <laughs> Not good. I know he called um, her a female earlier. but Well, that's accurate, yeah, well, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, but, like, calling someone a female is just, like, there's very few times where that's not bad. <laughs> Where it's like, basically, if you're in a biology class, that's when you can do that. We get everybody's least favorite Mr. Fantastic battle strategy, which is rolling up into a ball. <laughs> Don't worry, Johnny. Around. I got him. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> Don't worry, Johnny. I'm in a ball shape. <laughs> With a very serious face. That's the best part about it is like how serious he is when portraying a ball. Uh, the thing is covered in ice at one point, yep. which is... You know, expected. That's what um, I would do if I were an Iceman. And then uh, the X-Men show their villainy by pulling the classic villain's move of kidnapping Sue Storm. Yeah, putting her, shoving her Why? in a locker and then taking they her away. Sh- <laughs> they did shove her in a locker, which is very bizarre. But why does it always have to be kidnapping Sue Storm? Can't, can't Sue Storm just... Can't they kidnap someone else? Kidnap the thing? Well, they kidnap, were yeah, they uh, were all trapped. I thought that I was very confused because like they were all trapped. They had them 
And I thought that they were taking them away to go to wherever they were going to go to. And then all of a sudden I saw Reed Richards running. <laughs> and I was like, why are they leaving? Weren't the, wasn't their goal to well, he surrenders. capture them? Yeah, that's what I thought was happening. I thought they were surrendering and they'll be like, we'll go with you wherever you're going. And then they just take Sue Storm and fly away. <laughs> right. Because they're bad. That's what bad people do in the 60s, is kidnap the woman. <laughs> <laughs> kidnap the woman. Uh, and then they fly off with Sue Storm and uh, the other, the Fantastic Three, follow uh, in the Pogo plane. Always great to see the Pogo plane. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's very similar to the, uh, the spinning planes in uh, Captain America that are the bombs. Yes, that always give me a lot of anxiety because one has Chicago written on it. <laughs> You're worried that it's going to get there? Well, I'm always like, that's the one that I want him to stop the most, if we're being honest. Cap, Cap, no. Save save me. I mean, stop (laughs) all of them, which he does. Good. But what about me? Save me, But when I see, see, you know, you see New York, Boston, Pittsburgh, you're like, oh, no, that's bad. That's bad. I don't don't want anything bad to happen there. And then you see Chicago, and you're like, oh, yes. Oh, no, me. Oh, no, me. <laughs> me, 80 years ago. Yeah. Uh, they fly to a mesa. And yeah. a mesa only exists way out west. They flew for a while. They had to. It's, I it's mean, strictly Nowheresville, Vin. Well, <laughs> is that the name of the town where the mesa is? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They wanted to land on that lonely plateau. It's strictly Nowheresville. Daddy-o. <laughs> Nowheresville, Arizona. Um, It is now that I'd like to mention that not once but twice in this issue, there appears to be a typo. Because... Ooh. Art Smyak. Cyclops or someone um, says that we must obey the thinker's commands. <laughs> Or like, the thinker instructed us to do this. But they oh, don't really? know that the thinker is instructing them to do this. Where is that? Where is it you say that? It happens twice. And I wish I would have more specifically written down where. But okay. it does happen twice. Cyclops is like, we've got, you know, we don't want to be doing this, but the thinker told us to or something like that. And I think just, he meant to say the professor. That's just, that's Stanley just. That's just a typo. <laughs> yeah. That's Stanley, who had, was, you know, th- they came up with, like you said, this is what happened pretty quick, I think. Yeah. So more fighting uh, on the plateau. Um, and then all of a sudden, booby traps start occurring. Oh, the thing falls in a hole. <laughs> on a lonely plateau. <laughs> no, in Nowheresville. Strictly Nowheresville. <laughs> Daddy-o. Things always falling in holes. Well, I mean, it's the one way to, to beat him. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's the only way to beat him. Superman has kryptonite. The thing has holes. Holes, right. <laughs> so the thing falls in like a bottomless pit. Uh, Mr. Fantastic gets wrapped up on a... What would you call that even? It looks like a like a spool for a fire hose. A spool. That's a good word for it. He gets tied up in a spool. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. And, spool. Uh, and of course, uh, the Human Torch is covered in an asbestos sheet. <laughs> And so is uh, Sue because they didn't have another idea they, for her right. special. They didn't think of <laughs> trap a way to beat her by herself, so they just wrapped her in an asbestos sheet. Also, um, <laughs> and the X Men are very confused because they didn't know that there were going to be booby traps on this mesa. Yeah, but all of a sudden, out from under the ground pop are three villains: the Mad Thinker, 
the puppet master and the awesome android. Yeah. And it is at this at this time that uh, they reveal themselves to the X-Men and the X-Men are like, what What the hell? You've been controlling Professor X? All right, well, we're not going to fight for you anymore. And then the puppet master is like, well, yeah, but Professor X is so powerful. He can do all sorts of stuff with his brain. So I'm still going to control him to control you with his brain, adding another layer of mind control. Yeah, it's more hierarchy. Like at the X-Men right now are kind of like the interns. <laughs> They're always interns, if we're being honest. <laughs> They're Professor X's interns. Professor Professor X's uncanny interns. Uh, <laughs> the uncanny <laughs> So he puts the uh, uh, the X-Men to sleep, does Professor X through the influence of sleep. the puppet master. Uh, but, but the beast resists, I guess, because yes. he's agile. <laughs> he's smart. Sure that, that's, they said oh, that his, that's his right. brain that's right. is better than the other ones. <laughs> And he, what he does is he knocks the puppet out of the puppet master's hands and steps on it. The easiest, <laughs> the easiest way to defeat the puppet master imaginable. He does. And what? The man thinker couldn't see that one coming. No, he had no idea that that was a possibility. No way. I can't imagine. He should have kept him in a locked room. I thought he knew this was going to happen. Didn't he know? He knows when a monkey's going to commit arson, but he doesn't know that the puppet master is clumsy. <laughs> God, that's the funniest thing. Oh, I hate the Mad Thinker. He's worse. He's way worse than the Puppet Master. The Puppet Master is more just visually jarring. I th- well, his art was a lot better in this one than the other ones with the real long eyelashes that yes, he had. that's true. He looks um, less like a, like a, I don't know, some sort of creepy doll. <laughs> yeah, he's a creation of himself. Creepy doll, man. But then the Thing does something awesome. I love whenever the Thing does this. When he, like, climbs a wall by punching holes in it. Creates little steps for himself. Yeah, he just, like, punches holes in the wall and climbs up it. It's really awesome. And then he saves Reed from the the spool. He unspools Reed, yes. (laughs) And so the Fantastic Four are back in action, and so are the X-Men. But wait, now it's the the awesome android. Yeah. He sure is big. (laughs) has some amazing Fantastic Powers that... Are always very quickly defeated. <laughs> yeah, so he is basically the super adaptoid. If you know what the super adaptoid is, do then you chuckles? I don't. <laughs> He's the guy with the power to absorb the power of other superpowered beings. Yeah, and so basically, what he'd do is he'd be like, "All right, I now I've touched the Hulk, so I have the power of the Hulk, but I'm also touching Ant Man, so I can shrink into a mini Hulk, or you know, oh, I mean. tiny Hulk." <laughs> And so I guess Ant-Man's power is just the suit. I don't know. what I, You know, you get what I'm saying. I understand. So that's basically what the awesome android is doing here. He comes into contact with Iceman and he's like, all right, now I'm an Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, and, I, I like that. I thought that. And again, Sue Storm's part in all of this could have been cool. But it wasn't. If she would have zapped him with the force field and he would have immediately turned invisible, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, and then you'd have an invisible awesome android. Yeah, and then people are just getting punched around and thrown, and you can't see what's happening. He's also a giant monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very strong giant monster. So the thing tackles him, and then he turns thing, and then he punches the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Professor X regains control of his brain and essentially rips out his the awesome android's spinal cord. <laughs> he... he, he he does. He performs a remote lobotomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
this is not a mind wipe. This no. is a mind demolish. He shuts him down. He just shuts <laughs> him down. He shuts him down, but he's like, the awesome android is like a thing. It says it has a nervous system. Yeah, just... remember? It was created out of the notes for Reed Richards' one-cell one organism. <laughs> yeah, that, that one-cell tadpole yeah. that he flushed down the toilet. That one-slash-billion-celled organism. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is like, this is super evil. He just, he just from his office chair, rips out this thing's brain. How <laughs> the fight's over. <laughs> yes, it is, quickly. Uh, and the Mad Thinker and the Puppet Master have escaped, and the Mad Thinker says, of all the things that I thought, I would have never, never imagined that you, the Puppet Master, would have dropped the puppet. <laughs> Unbelievable. Everything else went exactly how I thought it was going to, except for your buttery, buttery fingers. Maybe you had a little bit of popcorn before getting out there. So Cyclops apologizes to Reed, and Reed's like, yeah, I figured. I yep. figured you guys were under mind control or something. Happens all Which, the time. True. Like, he was just like, yeah, that was that was pretty easy to figure out. But also, we're the Fantastic weird. Four, and we just fight everyone all the time anyway. <laughs> it doesn't really matter to us. We got one guy that just only wants to fight people all the time. That's his defining characteristic, yep. so it's okay. Uh, and then, what? So the X-Men leave. What happens to the awesome android? <laughs> Android's dead. Android's buried on that mesa. <laughs> you think he's dead? I mean, it he's seems not... like the Fantastic Four are considering taking it and doing something with it. Maybe but that's never made clear. Well, yeah, Reed Richards wants to keep his uh, his goings on secret because, as we know, these comic books are public record and they get distributed Newspapers. throughout the country. Yeah, they're periodicals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. He probably took it. He probably has it somewhere. It's just sitting in some sort of vat, floating in some sort of vat in the Baxter building somewhere. Yeah. Deep down underground in a gigantic vat that is being electrically charged for his weird, awesome experiments. Yeah. Yeah. Bucky style. <laughs> yeah, just less evil, hopefully. You know what it is? It's a real Snoke style vat. Uh. Have you seen Have you seen uh, episode nine yet, Chuckles? Yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah it's have. like that. <laughs> Is it as disappointing as that? He's probably got like 70 awesome androids floating around in vats in the basement. Floating around in vats, you know, devaluing their existence. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that's the end of this. Fantastic Four number 28. It was no good. It was no good. And I think that we've talked about this before with the Mad Thinker where like his... He sucks? He does suck. Um, but his like ability would make more sense and be a little bit more interesting if he was just like somehow accidentally from the future and was able to know when all of these things were going to happen, but they can happen slightly differently. So you're and saying that, that's what ruins him. Oh, so he's, so he's like, I've come from the future and I'm going to use my knowledge of the future to, right. to do, to take advantage of what happens in the future. Yeah, but and he's just like some guy. But in doing so, in attempting to take advantage of them, I personally have screwed up the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's an interesting way. Incompetent man from the future. <laughs> I'm incompetent man. Okay. I can see that. It's a real uh, Marty McFly situation. 
Well, but he he fixes. Well, I suppose he screws up the future. He do, He changes it. It works yeah. out good for him. Not in the second one. The second one, it turns out bad for a lot of people. That's a shame. I haven't seen the second Back to the Future either. That's when... (laughs) What do you do all day? That's when Biff... I watch uh, Endgame 50 times. That's that's when Biff becomes Donald Trump is in the second one. Oh, okay. Don't the the Cubs win the World Series in the second one? That's the... It's the third one. Yeah, no, 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 that's the the second second one. one. The third one is the Old West. Yeah, the third one is the Wild West with the magical train. Um, That doesn't sound as good. So am I thinking about it wrongly? I don't know. I watched all three of them once in a day, and so they all run together in my mind. Okay. The first one's great. Yeah, first one is good. Of the three, I've seen one, and it's great. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, the second one is good, too. Um, Because that one has all the future stuff in it, and that's fun. Would you say that it's better than Fantastic Four number 28? I absolutely would. I can confidently say that it is. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, One more thing I'd just like to touch on. Uh, Jean Grey has a different costume in this issue than she does in X-Men. Pointy mask? She has a pointy mask instead of a cap like the rest of her, like a full full mask like Uh the rest of her teammates do. Yeah, she's just got a pointy eye mask. It's like Uh, a sleep mask. (laughs) I'm curious if that will uh, carry over to their next X-Men issue. Or if she'll go back to round head mask. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of cliffhanger that you come to Fantastic Four for. It's certainly the only thing worth remembering about this issue. (laughs) Well, and also, where's the vat that's full of awesome androids? Yeah, I need to see Mr. Fantastic's awesome android experimental laboratory. I'm going to try and give this one a face. (laughs) Or at least lips. Oh Um, no, it's failed. Now he's only faces. (laughs) And he's turning into the thing again. Um, all right. Fantastic four stars. How much you give this one there, Chuckles? Uh, zero. Zero? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's nothing. It's bad. The only redeeming uh, thing from it is, what did I say? Oh, yeah. The thing when statue. The, the thing statue is not, I mean, it, I could have done without it. It was fine. Wow. The the only thing that happened in it that was even remotely interesting was like the two cells where the beast is talking to Mister Fantastic. Did you, so you think you think this is worse than the Impossible Man? Um, yes, because at least the Impossible Man is annoying. Oh my god! There wasn't even anyone that was annoying in this. I mean, everything about it was kind of annoying. <laughs> It was a, if you consider wasting your time annoying, then yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. Now I need to really think. Zero or one for me, because I mean that that Impossible Man is literally the worst thing I've ever had to suffer through in my entire life. But but that means that it gave you that there was a reaction. emotion. Yeah, there was a reaction at least. Oh boy. All right, I'll join you on the zero. I'll join Woo! you with zero. That might, this might be the first Fantastic Four I've given a zero to. But I will say Wait, that there's this no one... way I didn't give the stupid Impossible Man. This one doesn't go into the negative zone. It's just a zero. Correct. Oh, remember we had the negative zone. That's true. Yeah. The, the Impossible Man is the king of the negative zone. <laughs> oh, no. There's an issue. Oh, wait, Impossible that is Man, an issue. Let's king see. of the negative zone. Let's see. 
No, I've given two. Oh no, this is this would be my fourth Fantastic Four. That is a zero. That is a zero. I mean, we have read twenty-eight of them. Yes, it's true. The That's first the most one, of any of the ones we read. The first one was when <laughs> when Namor <laughs> when Namor staged the fake movie. <laughs> Wait, that shouldn't be a zero. What did I give that one? <laughs> I don't know, but I gave that one a zero. The second one was Impossible Man, and the third one was. <laughs> It's Beeble's Bowble. Oh, no. Beeble's Bowbles. Wow. That yeah. One, that I don't one. think this is on par with those. It's on par with the Namor Animal Masks movie one. Yeah, it is. It's not as bad as those other two, though. So perhaps this is this is the rare instance where decimal points perhaps would have benefited. Well, I think that maybe those other, those other two we did before we established the negative zone. It's true. So... The negative you know, zone. Revisionist you've only given history. one. You've only you, there's one. You've only given out one negative zone ever. Yeah, I'm I'm a fairly easy grader. It was an Iron Man issue. <laughs> it was the crows. It was Iron Man and the crows. Oh man, the crows. That was the negative zone. Iron Man versus the crows. Yep, that was pretty <laughs> terrible. Pretty terrible. All right, but yes, zeros all around for for Fantastic Four number twenty eight. All righty, yeah. well that'll do it for this one. We're back, Chuckles. This was episode number ninety nine. So next one. It's the big one. One double O. Spider Man. Spider Man and uh, the first appearance of one very famous bad guy. And here's a hint he's green. Well, they're all green, Chuckles. Oh, he's a tricky man. You are. Me. Me. I'm the tricky man. This guy's pretty tricky. Yeah, but he's not not one of the villains whose only power is being tricky, (laughs) which there are a lot of. There are many. Uh,. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Brothers Marvel. You can follow us on Instagram at Brothers Marvel. You can go to our WordPress site, brothersmarvel.wordpress.com. I think it's thebrothersmarvel.wordpress.com, isn't it? You'll find be, it. Yeah, you'll just, just Google, Google Brothers Marvel and WordPress, <laughs> and you'll find it. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. Yeah. Uh, all those places you can go listen to all previous 98 episodes and this one do a marathon to get ready for number 100 number 100 yeah they uh it might take a while take that a long a... long while yeah that'll be a long what you while. should have done is you should have been doing this marathon while we were on break <laughs> yeah what are you an idiot what were you doing folks um <laughs> while we were on our unannounced while break we were on our unannounced <laughs> and very long break uh Less of a yeah. break and more of a more of a hiatus. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a uh, sabbatical. It was an unforced hiatus. <laughs> uh, is that all the things? I think so. You can email us brothers the brothers marvel at gmail dot com. I don't think mm. anybody ever has, but you could be the first. Yeah, imagine that. Just email. Just send us an email that says I'm the first. Yeah, for, just first. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll send, send you, you a... back one of those Google auto response things, like "great job" or something like that. Oh, I was gonna say uh, just the thumbs up emoji with the yellow hand. Could do that too. Could do that too. I I prefer the the uh, rock and roll hand. Yeah, I, I didn't even know trans- that was an option. Oh yeah, I feel it transmits the same thing as the thumbs up, but it's much more in tune with my personality. But it's screaming. Sign of the horns. <laughs> it's a screaming thumbs up. It is. Yeah, it's a loud. <laughs> Full, high-octane thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Mountain Dew Dew Code Red of thumbs up. (laughs) Whereas the OK symbol is like a a sarcastic thumbs up. Sure. 
or or it's I prefer it as the three point goggles. <laughs> three point goggles. Yeah. Oh wow! I just want everyone to know that Vin tried to do it. You know, do the thing where you put the OK sign over your eyes and does the goggles. Three point, three point goggles. Three point goggles. Yeah. Um, and his hands could not bend that way. Well, also I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> That's true. And a hat. So it made it quite difficult. Quite difficult. You got a lot of stuff on your head. Got a lot of cranium accessories. All right. That'll do it. Uh, For Chuckles, I'm Vinny. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on The Brothers Marvel Podcast. This has been another episode of The Brothers Marvel. Good day. Good day to you all.